Hello and welcome to another episode of Passion of the Geeks Unplugged. I am Pat and today I want to talk about the awesome but not always easy combination of being a geek and a parent once again. In this episode, I tackle the topic of age ratings, age restrictions, age recommendations and everything resolving around it. I uh, just realized that's a pretty bold claim. Well, this is not meant to be an essay or something, but it's a topic that is very important to me. So there are just a couple of unscripted things I want to get off my chest. But first, I want to repeat my little disclaimer from my last Geek Parent episode. Because when it comes to being a parent, follow your heart. Some guy on the internet might have some really cool advice that you might consider following. And that's great. If you feel like his or her proposal is actually a good idea, try it. But just because some parent has a lot of experience and got some really great results does not mean that this will fit to your family. If you are the parent, you know better what's good for your child than everybody else. It's like with all parenting advice, not just from the internet. Consider it if it sounds feasible to you, but every bond between a parent and a child is different, and so should parenting be. But back to topic. Greatly simplified, I think there are roughly two types of parents. Those who can't wait until their child becomes old enough to do this and that, and those who don't want their child to grow up at all. (laughs) I personally am somewhere in the middle. And (laughs) here goes my two groups of resimplification already. (laughs) Well, it fills you with pride when your child can do new things and with a lot of happiness when it gets old enough so you can share certain experiences together. That is so much fun. And especially for a geek, there are always those movies or TV series or games you absolutely love and you can't wait to show to your child. You know, like finally watching the original trilogy of Star Wars with your child and kind of forget to mention that there are other movies or finally watching, I don't know, Buffy together or Chuck or, well, basically anything. And, you know, as a geek, you are kind of in a hurry for a lot of these things. I mean, it would be so awesome to watch the original Star Wars trilogy before your child is aware of the often, uh, you know, parodies of I am your father. You know, that well-known twist. Wouldn't it be great if your child could be surprised by that? Or, you know, mentioning Buffy, it would be awesome if you could watch the series so early that the arguably subpar special effects of the first few episodes don't matter as much. But when is your kid ready? How do you know? And I really mean this question, because 
it is not as easy to answer it, in my opinion. Sure, there are various rating systems you could follow, and honestly, that's a great way to get some general directions. And, you know, it is easier today than ever to get some guidance from age ratings. They are fairly visible on packages. In fact, sometimes they take up too much space and kind of spoil an otherwise great-looking design. It is even easier if you buy your stuff digitally, because you can actually create accounts with your child's birthday in it. So by default, your child won't be able to play or watch something not suitable for its age. The problem, of course, is when parents don't know anything about these or don't know how to use them. <clears throat> I guess um, most of our listeners are aware of age restrictions various platforms offer, so I won't go into detail. Just maybe help your friends and extended families set up suitable parental controls. That would be awesome. But that's just the beginning. Because Official rating boards don't know your child as well as you do. And depending on the region you're in, your local rating board might put more emphasis on certain things that might not be relevant for you or your child. For example, German rating boards are more sensitive to violence, even if it's just cartoon or fantasy violence, while U.S. age ratings are pretty sensitive when there is nudity involved. Now, both have the right idea, don't get me wrong, but one might be more relevant to you and your family than the other. And this is where it becomes a bit more difficult. I mean, it would have been a boring episode if I would just say, use parental controls. First, it is totally okay to follow your local rating board advice. They usually rate a, a bit higher, I would say, to incorporate everyone, but it's a pretty good starting point. And especially if you buy a present for someone else, it's a good thing to use your local age rating as a guidance. Now, I personally think that a lot of age ratings basically just tick off a set of checkboxes. There are many movies officially rated for all ages that, well, in my opinion, contain plot elements that are certainly not for all age groups. Also, there are games with everyone rating that require gamepad skills clearly not for everyone. Maybe you remember my last Geek Parent episode where I talked about frustrations? Sometimes a child is not ready for a game, even though it might technically be old enough to play it. And vice versa. And here it is where it gets really complicated with age rating. Let me give you an example. Zelda Breath of the Wild. In the US, it is rated everyone 10 plus, so suitable for ages 10 and up. But there is nothing in between everyone and everyone at 10+. plus. In Europe, it's rated 12 and up. 
Peggy has seven and twelve ratings. There's nothing between seven and twelve. And in Japan, it is rated B, which also means twelve and up. But Japan has basically A, which is for anyone, and then B, which is 12 and up. In Germany, the ratings are almost like in the rest of Europe, 6 and 12. And you can guess the rating Zelda Breath of the Wild got, a 12. And just to give you another perspective, in Saudi Arabia, Breath of the Wild has a rating of 7. Interesting, isn't it? Honestly, I think 7 is a bit too low here. Not just because of the subject matter of fantasy violence, but also because some of the boss fights are pretty tough. But in my opinion, 8 and above should be fine. Now, personally, I let my son play it when he was 9, and I felt it was a good age to play Breath of the Wild, and at least in that instance, I was right. He enjoyed the game immensely. One of the advantages of being a geek parent is, of course, that we usually know these games, or we're at least interested in getting to know these games. But honestly, it's the best way to know whether a movie or a game might be something your child might enjoy. When you experience it first, and get your own picture. Because this is the most important thing about age ratings and age recommendations. You know what your child might experience, you can talk about different aspects of the movie or of the game. And, well, prepare your child for aspects you think might perhaps upset him or her. And sometimes a couple of spoilers help a lot. Being able to tell your child what is going to happen might take a lot of stress out of a situation. And that's great. In the end, I think there is nothing better than watching or playing something together with a child. As in other episodes of Geek Parents, I think that is quality time well spent with your child. Bonding at its best. But in today's media landscape, it's not always easy to pick the right form of entertainment easily. Especially when there is a lot of hype around something. That is when you, as the parent, need to put in a little bit of work. Maybe when you look at it yourself, the supposedly violent video game everyone is playing might not be versed in playing cops and robbers with sticks and a playground. Or maybe a TV series that doesn't look too bad, but its quote-unquote heroes might have a questionable point of view that might be hard to put into the right context for your child. So age ratings are there for a reason. And they should not be ignored completely, but they are very unspecific. There are several sites on the internet that try to give parents a better age recommendation. Some of them, however, seem to be run by vigilante parents that basically condemn everything. That's not good help. But a lot of parents' forums are like that. One site that I think is a little better is commonsensemedia.org. Check that one out. In the end, I firmly believe it is very important to keep control over the media your child consumes. Use these helpers modern technology offers you, like parental controls, 
separate accounts or specific kid versions of apps. And if you think your child is ready to experience something, your official writing boards don't agree, just whitelist it. That's why there is this option. So um, I realize this episode has become a little longer than I wanted and maybe I have started rambling a little bit. So let me know what you think. You can write to passionofthegeeks at gmail.com or drop me a direct message on Twitter at pat9496. I, I would really love to hear from you. Well then, don't forget, geek parents are just like normal parents, except much cooler. <laughs> so this is it for this week. If you like this episode of Passion of the Geeks Unplugged, a rating or a subscription in your favorite podcatcher would be awesome. We're on all major podcasting services and on www.passionofthegeeks.com. You can send questions and suggestions to passionofthegeeks at gmail.com and you can find us on Twitter at passionotgeeks. So thank you all for listening and take care. Thank you.